Welcome to Tea with Culture. I'm Hind Mazena and with me is Wa'al Hattar. And in this episode, we will be talking about Art Dubai, which took place between uh, the 15th and 18th of March. Um, hi, Wa'al. Hello, Hind. So I know you're currently in Hong Kong. You whisked through Dubai for a few days to catch uh, some of the art season. And uh, I know we have a lot to talk about and we've kind of, you know, we've broken up for a few episodes to talk about the different uh, aspects of art season. But yeah, let's focus on Art Dubai and, and start kind of sharing our thoughts on it. Yes, and, it's, and it's, what's, what's funny is that I'm now in uh, in Hong Kong for Art Basel Hong Kong, which is the first time. So it's it'll be cool comparing uh, kind of Art Dubai to a really big fair, and to see how it fares on its on its new uh, decade leg in, in comparison to that. But yes, going back to um, uh, to Art Dubai this year um, has the start of the new director Mir Nayad. Yes, that's right. I think they were like you know big expectations or kind of wondering what major changes or how will it feel um i mean look i this year i just went one day during ladies preview because i just kind of my feeling with the whole art fair like none of it like really feeds me like it used to in the past um uh, you know with global art forum and the fair itself i just decided to go one afternoon during ladies preview which is usually kind of a ladies only because it's that you know i think the sheikha will turn up and and it was really more about just seeing the art minus the art crowd and um and that was kind of my afternoon. And it was really more about just trying to see work by artists I maybe I'm not exposed to. And that was it. Like, I really did not go with any more um, kind of intention or expectation. How about you? Well, I like the art crowd. So it's always, for me, uh, a fair <laughs> is very different to, uh, say, the biennial, which which is going to have its own episode as well um, mm. in Charja. So a, f- a fair for me is, is kind of catching up to see which galleries are doing what, what artists moved. It's like the, the latest, hottest gossip session. And what's interesting with that is because um, as a collector or as a patron, what happens is that you uh, kind of... You follow. It's, it's like even like any sports game. You see where where the young ones are going. Which galleries have some interesting uh, curated projects? Who's interacting with who? Uh, and then you can maybe even start telling trends and seeing things develop. Uh, and 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 throughout our conversation now, we I guess we're going to be highlighting a few things uh, because it is going to be an episode about change. Uh, and as we said with with Mirna there, we've seen some things start to, to come into play at least. Uh, foreshadowing of them, them, them coming out. Uh, yeah, I mean, because um, I mean, I think one major change that stood out for me was they cut out one of the sections of the fair called Marker, which was a specially curated section which had galleries, but it was always following a theme, and usually it was a regional, like so it focused on a country or a region. And I know that cu- was cut out completely. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, did you notice any other changes? Um, but before we do that, I don't know if you see it as a positive or a negative, because from my end, I remember three or four years ago, I did buy a piece from a uh, Senegalese gallery, and that was the first time I was kind of aware of African art coming from Africa rather than African art artists with a European gallery and kind of uh, being sold like that. So, um, But then again, in comparison, uh, the other ones, I don't know if it was because of the curation or what, it just kind of looked more like a... Uh, like a like a quickie market of a of a taster rather than something grown. So what, what's what what are your thoughts on that? I, 
again, it wasn't something I was terribly engaged with. I just like counted. I looked at them just like all the other galleries. I didn't kind of uh, engage with it as a separate uh, section that I, you know what I mean? It just felt like it's just another section with galleries and just it's uh, branded as marker. Um, and with this year, like with, like I said, with the other galleries, um, it felt like tightly curated, mainly because I think a lot of the uh, galleries had one to two artists showing. So it felt a bit, um, you know, less messy, less kind of like, yeah, a shopping list come in by artist X, Y, Z. I mean, I think a few had maybe multiple artists, but I like the idea that it maybe focused on a one to two artist per um, stand. I guess, sure, it depends. It depends how they're showing. Although, one of the more interesting, couple of more interesting galleries that we had uh, showing did have multiple artists, but it played on, on that. But uh, I guess we can, we can talk about details, uh, those after we get through the other larger things that were mm. there. Mm. And of course, usually the thing everyone talks about, even before Art Dubai happens, is the Abrage Prize. That's right, because I guess that's kind of like a big, I think it's one of the most expensive art prizes in the art world. And this year was Rana Begum, who we've seen a lot of her work here at Third Line Gallery, who represents her. And um, and this year's edition, she was the winning artist. Um, and the shortlisted artists were um, all women, by the way. So I have to say, like this year's Abraj Prize were all women artists. And the shortlisted artists uh, were Dua Ali from Egypt, uh, Sara Abu Abdullah from Saudi Arabia, and Raha Raisnia from Iran. And uh, the curator for this year's Abraj uh, Prize was Omar Barada. And uh, yeah, I mean, the Abraj Prize section, like, is, is kind of the, it's been in the same corner of the venue of Art Dubai, and we got to see the work. But Rana's main piece I th- was outside because it's just kind of, if it's scale. And um, I mean, I know you're, you're a fan of Rana Begum, so maybe you want to talk about her work in more details. Yeah, her work is, is, is quite uh, minimal, and what's interesting is that even in uh, in the actual fair, Third Line had a solo booth for her, which showed work uh, spanning the, the past uh, ten years at least. So it's always interesting seeing some of some of the older pieces compared to some of the newer ones. And and yes, she had a huge piece outside um, between uh, kind of the the, the areas, uh, as well as some uh, some other pieces um, uh, uh, hung out hung across uh, the abraj the abraj section um and and her work uh, like always kind of plays on uh, shapes and color and and seeing and this kind of the idea of of, of viewing things in but um but compared to i guess the usual uh, abraj prize it wasn't as deep and philosophical as some of the other ones before which is which is why i guess for me it's a it's a breath of fresh air because i get lost in her work without have without it having to uh, kind of overspell some uh, extra dramatic thing, which usually a lot of these fair, a lot of these prizes go to. Because the exhibition part of the Abraj Prize had a title called Seepage Ritual, and it was described as um, bringing together four artists with a keen interest in architecture, urban space, and seriality. And that the exhibition developed from an understanding of reality as seepage, as a fluid entity that evades our grasp. How do you elaborate forms in response to social or political tumult? How do you face up to the excess of the real or attend to its silences? Through repetition and variation, each artist in her own way explores aesthetic modes of coaxing reality into form. So that was kind of the introduction to the uh, exhibition space. And um, 
and obviously uh Rana Begum's work you know it like I'm just familiar with it because of its form and shapes and it's usually kind of minimal looking and and this year there was a lot of talk about how uh, she's kind of also looking at playing with light and time and color and so uh so that was one you know I mean like you know it looks pretty but I also saw like some of her work was also like in the corridor and it almost felt like you know corridor kind of decoration <laughs> and I, I didn't understand that part of our Dubai and how was you know how did you did you see that like in the corridor as you're walking towards yeah, the that's what I was mentioning when I said <laughs> the work across from Abraj yeah uh, and but thing is if if, if you st- if you know her work you see it and, and it does give you a different sense of, of, of walling and I know for her it's just about re-looking at at work most of her work is always hanging but this is the first time at least in work this kind of this big uh, she she presents them laying down uh, on a on, on a plinth type of work so it's even even in her way of seeing it, it was a different form um, but again like I said I am a fan so maybe I um, I'm being biased and I've been a collector of hers for a while but another one that interested me that I didn't know before was uh, Raha Resnia and uh, when I when I saw the work um, at the brush section it was quite interesting because it did have shapes it did have all this kind of architectural feel but for some reason it gave you this extra story to its extra loom and gloom but that was so kind of sexy but then as a as an extra happy winner and this is something that i'm going to big up the the brush book the brush prize book for is that her work is cut into little postcards that you can cut out of the book and and see and and and, um, and figure out and that's just fantastic so you even have like a little giveaway art piece from the artists but are you so you're talking about raha's paintings because she had paintings and she also had like a video projection that also played with mediums you know like it was a 16 millimeter film and uh, slides etc yeah, and even even that piece itself, it was it was on a double layer. So you have the first layer of production, and then the other layer. And one of them caught the texture, while the other one caught the light. So even in the way she was project- presenting it, it was it was it was quite interesting, quite new. So I'm really gonna uh, check her out more and can keep an eye out on on the work that she's developed and the work that she's done in the past. Because I mean, with Rana Begum's work, which felt sculptural, I think all the other shortlisted artists, uh, there was an element of video in it right so Raha although there was paintings but there was also this video installation and then the other artist Dua Ali uh, had a a four channel video installation titled House of Rumor and she also had a series of drawings but I really liked her video which again felt like an immersive space because it took over one room and there was four channels and I don't know I think it was about kind of rituals and repetitions and people in closed spaces and there was the male and female so I quite enjoyed looking at that piece um and then the other video was by uh, Sarah Abu Abdullah, and hers was interesting because it was um, a video projected on four different size circles on a black wall, and um, and her piece was called Mornings of Hope, and it was five minutes long, and uh, I don't know, I mean, I, I just looked at it once, and it felt fragmented, but I think the longer you look at it, there's some... There is a story, uh, but... Yeah, I see what you're saying, but for me, that was one of the least ones I connected with, or at least kind of un- understood in, in, in that sense, because uh, as, we, as you were saying earlier, it's all about kind of the architectural change of, 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 of viewing, and the Ranabegum piece outside would would always be different, would always create and own a space in itself with the light, whether it was a reflection, whether it was a nighttime, um, whether it was kind of uh, the mood, it, it, it would really own and create its own space. So in that sense, it definitely filled 
and answer those questions uh, completely, uh, perfectly. So where do you think her uh, winning art piece is going to go? Because it is quite a huge piece. I mean, it took up a big chunk of the lake yeah. that's outside <laughs> the Medinet uh, uh, Arena area. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I never asked about the brush piece. Do they? Does a brush own them? Yeah, I mean, uh, the whole point of this is, I think, it's, uh, p- building the art collection for a brush. And I know. Well, I assume that it also the work gets lent to different institutions and exhibitions. But I'm curious to know, like, where does this go? Like, do they unpack it? Is it easy to unpack and store and then <laughs> pack it again? <laughs> and you know, have this kind of large because it's quite big. I don't have the actual dimensions, but it's quite a considerable size in terms of uh, no, definitely. it's it's as big as some smaller fairs we've I've been to exactly or like you know <laughs> a, a, like a, or a big dance floor like i'm, I'm just trying yeah. to like kind of give the listeners a, a sense of what uh, of, of the scale of the work and uh, and right across from the abrage prize they had the uh uh the, the piaget section which was quite interesting because they, I think they put a little bit of effort as well in creating the the set and scene and look. And each year, uh, even when they had different uh, brands or different uh, fa- fashion jewelry brands take up that space, they've always put effort to make things look good. Yeah, I'm surprised when you said you walked in. I mean, yeah, every year it's, uh, again, depending on who's the sponsor is or the partner, it is a usually big brand uh, jewelry name and uh yeah i mean i know it's it's a bit of a razzmatazz and i don't know i never i i didn't go in so i have no idea but what why did you like it what what stood for, out for you no for, for me with, with all of them i like when when they take themselves professionally seriously and really uh, put a lot of work in setting up these things uh and i don't know if if, if, if this is gonna uh, work but um in comparison uh, the design days that we had in in, in, uh, in D3 that had opened up right before our, our Dubai, or like one of my favorite boots was the boot of the sponsor, which was Audi, and we're talking about design. So, so here it is something that kind of uh, fits in, and, and even the pieces they bring you, the jewelry pieces, it's, it's they're just artistic. And then the layout, the, 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 the play on the goal, the aspect of it, it just, it just works. And speaking of sponsors, uh, I also noticed Miros, which is a developer, and they were, I think, one of the sponsors or partners at this fair. And I had seen, like, through pictures when, you know, from opening night of this kind of immersive installation, which um, looked like, I know, like a black box, but with lots of visuals being projected on the wall. And when I was at the fair, I realized it was the Miros stand, and I think it was just visuals of their shopping malls and their properties. And... It was kind of one of those where everyone in it had to take a picture of themselves. <laughs> it just, it just, I found it quite amusing. And I think it, I don't know if it was positioning itself as an art piece, but, uh, and because it's in the walkway between galleries one and two, so you couldn't not see it. You had to walk through it. So I thought it was a very kind of, it really imposed itself. <laughs> but I guess that's how it is if it's a sponsor. You know what? I, th- I thought the actually... It looked great. I mean, fine. It was instabate in, in a sense. Everyone was taking photos. <laughs> it was annoying to walk across. But uh, my only thing is they have such a, a, a decent budget. They have a, a solid, strong push behind them. Why not get an artist? Why not get one of the resident, resident artists to actually use it? Haram. It's a lost opportunity to really push it further. And they could even brief them on working with their uh, architectural and uh, um, and, and kind of uh, other spaces. Yeah, so I agree. Because, so I mean, not? it just really felt like an advertising space, like a very glorified art, 
you know, installation that really, in essence, was an advertising space. And, and this is when I think, why aren't, you know, the people with the money in the city, you know, commission and engage with artists here to do something and this to me would have been an opportunity to commission an artist and fine you know it'll be branded miras but work with an artist and in the spirit of art dubai and and make an art piece that's worthwhile yeah, i mean they did that last year with the absolute bar absolute <sighs> section remember it was, it was actually designed by by yeah. an artist collective yeah i remember who right now but it was it was there so i'm saying you know it's it's not like it's out of the blue but then again i guess this could be a foreign uh, company versus a local company and it's more about advertising rather than growing their brand and associate their brand and even uh, their, their yeah their I mean because this year's back. art bar was also uh, sponsored you know commissioned uh, the commission an artist uh, Mariam Benani and yeah so the whole space where all the parties were taking place was uh, you know I think treated as an installation in itself so yeah it's yeah. true like yeah so, exactly. so yeah i just um yeah so i don't know why that space which yes you can't miss it because you have to walk you know through it to get from one gallery space to the other why wasn't it used um i don't know like a bit more uh something that looked you know less uh, something that looked less like an advertising space versus something that could have been a thoughtful yeah. uh, commission art project and talking about other kind of opportunities that were a bit missed, what did you think of this year's residence shows and the pieces that they had in, in What Art residence Art? shows? Are you talking about the artists in residency? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of <laughs> non, non... I mean, the only kind of... like There was a series of commission performances that was curated by Yasmina Ragad, and she's, uh, she's worked with Art Dubai in the past uh, years. But yeah, the artists in residence were... Most of the Art Dubai years, where this, there'll be work, um, that'll be the results of her three-month residency. Uh, and that was non-existent. And when I started looking up for information on the website, um, it still was there, Artists in Residence, but apparently it's changed format. And uh, I don't recall any public announcement about it. But it said that in this year's edition, it's kind of developed it beyond the residency program. And it's about commissioning... Uh, artists to create permanent public works and this year's curator was Amanda Abu Khalil and it, the artists uh, selected were Zainab Al-Hashmi, Jaffa Ghaddar and Sheikh Al-Mazroo and there was again with the resident when it was the artist in residency program there was an open call for artists to um, submit but this year I think it looks like they selected artists but I didn't see anything announced during the fair I didn't see any mention any promotion any you know written material and all I see is just information on the website and I have no idea where these permanent public works are which I just find really unfortunate because again I know there's a whole commercial aspect to Art Dubai I totally get that but if our Dubai also wants to have this image that it's working closely with uh, locally based artists or regionally based artists. Why is there no push? The only push that gets is the bar and, you know, Global Art Forum and Abraj Prize, obviously, and, you know, the galleries and, what, you know, what's important to the collectors. So I don't know. I just, I, to me, it just feels very mixed messages about the role of artists or these kind of commissioned works and what happens to it. Like, it's all there on, you know, on the website, but like, where is this work? How can we celebrate these artists and, you know, promote their work and see their work? But look, but to be fair, also in the, in the past many years, I don't think, and I, I remember you were also part of the residence yeah. Uh, yeah. program a, f a couple of years ago, but I don't know how much of, of the, of yourself or the other artists actually 
did and how much it helped versus other prayers. So from from my point of view, if you're not going to do it absolutely fabulously, don't do it at all. So maybe this is one of those things that are changing and adapting and, and, and moving on with, with this new culture. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I'm curious to know, like... Um you know, just fine. Focus on Abraj Prize and maybe throughout the rest of the year, our Dubai carries on programming and working with artists from the region or from, you know, uh, from here. I don't know. I don't, like I said, it's just very mixed messages about uh, how some some projects gets a lot of uh, hype and attention and some don't. So that's kind of what I find uh, confusing for me. Yeah, but fine, but the but thing is, but that's fair for, uh, for us. Uh, Art Dubai, in the end, is a fair. It's not a an organization to to baby and grow anything. So anything that we do is the, as out of the kindness of their own heart, and and so it's okay if two or three things like uh, the dance, like the bar, were supported and pushed. And then for the other ones, if anything, maybe Miras can can have a little tiny uh, thingy, and then they can do residence or whatever it is. But but having said that. This is not the only thing that, if this was too little, maybe we had the other end of too much, which were the talks. That's true. This year, there was like an abundance of talks and um, it, it just felt it was too much and a lot of it overlapped. I mean, obviously, Global Art Forum has its own uh, section and it's a very popular part of Art Dubai. And uh, this year's uh, talks, you know, was focusing on the theme of trading. And there was a whole new symposium added called the Art Dubai Modern Symposium. And that took place on the 13th and then it came back again on the 17th and 18th but I think at a different venue and in between all of this there was also a whole series of talks uh, in Julius Bear and that was a series of talks curated by Christiana DeMarchi because there was an exhibition there uh, yes the exhibition was called uh, homage without an homage I, I was one of the the panelists that that uh, spoke about Hassan Sharif's work uh, uh, at at, uh, at Julius Bear. Besides Lounge. those uh, s uh, specific talks, there were also, I think, there were invited uh, guests and speakers to talk about other things. And then there were talks at Abraj uh, Prize Lounge. And there were just like lots of talks, talks, talks. And, and I don't know. And I just started uh, wondering, like, because this year I was surprised to see the Julius Bear tent on the same um, island where Global Art Forum was. So it was like two tents right next to each other. And, you know, lots of talks happening in both. And, and I'm kind of like imagining maybe next year they kind of mer should merge the two and say, call it Global Art Forum brought to you by Julius Bear. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's completely fair. Uh, to, be, to, be, to be honest, it's, 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 um, it's a privilege to, compa to, com to complain about abundance of, of talks. But then I guess uh, it, we, because we, we couldn't focus on what's going on and maybe it should be trimmed down a little bit uh, to keep it going on. But then again, uh, like how uh, art fairs and, um, sorry, like how music festivals and film festivals have it, it's like each one goes to what they want. But then again, do we have enough audience to split up uh, these talks and, and cannibalize off each other? Yeah, that's true, because I don't think, I mean, Global Art Forum obviously had the biggest numbers, and like I said, I mean, Global Art Forum has been going on for many years, and uh, and they usually do a good job, but yeah, I was kind of curious about these other talks, which don't necessarily have enough people turning up, and then, uh, like, it's bad for the speakers, or, you know, the guests invited to speak, and, you know, where there's just, like, a handful of people sitting and listening to them, but yeah, I mean, we should never complain that there's too much of a good thing, but just, again, kind of to think from... Um, how, how does this benefit uh, yeah. the people involved? And this is not even uh, counting the the, talk, the talks that are that are at Circal uh, and around, which are even associated with our Dubai sometimes. Like, and I remember you even had a talk as well. 
That's true. I mean, I guess this was part of the whole art week, which I will be talking about in a separate episode. But yeah, I mean, again, I think it's one of those where this is the month where everyone in the art and culture sector kind of pulls out all the stops and, you know, kind of over-program things. And then it gets quiet for most of the rest of the year. But look, having said that, I mean, there have been more and more things happening, which is good. But it's just... uh, quite funny to observe when there's so much of it happening and this year i basically said i'm not gonna like stretch myself and go to everything i i was very selective on where i went and the the pressure being taken off from that was amazing you know where in the past you want you feel like you have to attend everything and go everywhere and support everyone you know but there's only so many you know we all have the same 24 hours in a day and this year i really chose to uh, spend it you know wisely (laughs) without causing any stress from my side and, and yeah, and the, the only little stress or confusion that I have uh, of, of of this one before we go into the to the galleries themselves is I was I was surprised that there that they there wasn't any map and even the Abraj Book Prize was kind of a, a pain to to actually finally grasp and get and hold and protect. Yeah, that's true. I like I because I like collecting these things like the flyers and the maps and these are all like little ephemera that I keep and uh, I couldn't find the map which I actually needed because I wanted to walk around in an orderly manner so that I make sure I don't miss anything and there was no kind of fold out maps which I definitely recall and you know having uh, seen in the past years and I'm 100% sure these maps because even in my little video from CNN a few years ago I was telling the host that I like kind of circling my making my floor plan getting my business done and then doing as this year I had to wing it more or less I love to be fair there was a map in the book but the book was far too chunky to to walk around with you mean the art dubai catalog yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know i don't know if this was part of cost cutting but then i wanted the abraj prize uh, publication and i just couldn't find that and and i asked like over you know the, uh, i only went once but i asked many people and i was being passed around from one information desk to the other yeah me and, too you know, abraj prize lounge which you know sponsors it like the, the women there didn't know what was going on and yeah and then i passed you know and i knew i and I knew you were there more than me. And, you know, I think eventually, what, on the third or fourth day, you managed to find it. So yeah, at the, at the bridge, I'm like, someone find me a book. Yeah, so I, I just didn't know why it was so hard to get that kind of um, information, like the maps and, and then the book. Yeah, and I guess for the, as for the book, it was awesome with little arty cutouts. So maybe that's what maybe it did sell out, quote unquote. But for the maps, that's, I have no idea. Because I also thought it would be in the bookstore, which was... Uh, you know, there was a big stand in the middle between the two gallery sections, but yeah, like not, nothing was there. So, I mean, I was willing to pay for it. It wasn't necessarily I was looking for a freebie, but yeah. Anyway, but I'm glad you managed to find me, to get me a copy. So thank you. <laughs> Pleasure. So did you have the chance to properly walk around the the gallery during the ladies' day? Yes. Yeah. And it was like, uh, because I think it's ladies' day, let's call ladies' preview. It's definitely not as busy as kind of the... The, you know, the multiple VIP nights that our Dubai has, you know, the patron circle, the Jumeirah, I don't know, circle and, the you know, those different kind of timed slots, which usually brings in the crowd that just want to be there to be seen and, um, and not necessarily. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, it's true. Um, no, I mean, a lot of us also go because we are patrons and we need to shop before the rest of the other patrons come. Before the rest of the, the shop? Okay, fair enough. But anyway. Not even the shop. Not even the shop. <laughs> you get, we, get, we get first pick. They get second pick. VIP get third pick. And then the shop come. I know, but like... So, none, I mean, uh, this but, was the first time. This is, and even so, this is the, I think, 
this is the this is the earliest time I ever bought a piece. I bought a piece something like around 4 p.m. <laughs> so we were there. We were we walked in at 3 3:30. We had a quick look. Four o'clock. I I kind of concentrated and I bought what I wanted before it got sold out. So, you know, that works. Well, I mean, for me, it was it was just uh, the ladies' preview section uh, time slot was between one and four on the second day, uh, and it was just obviously not as busy as you know the the night before that you went. And it was good where I was able to kind of walk around without having to feel, um, you know, being dragged into small chit chats and talks, etc. So, yeah, I managed to go through the two galleries and ob- obviously a brush prize. And, uh, yeah, and it was really more about just the opportunity to see work by artists that maybe, I, you know, I wouldn't normally see here. So it was really more about that and just kind of seeing, you know, if there's anything new or interesting that would catch my attention. Were there any artists or galleries that you, uh, that you, that you, that you liked or want to highlight? Yes, one of my highlights was seeing work by uh, an artist called Rana Samara, and she was uh, showing at Zawiya Gallery from Ramallah. And um, their stand really included, the, it was a series of paintings, and there was also an installation of handkerchiefs, and both kind of talk about the same theme. And uh, uh, the artist is interested in uh, like intimacy between couples and you know domestic spaces, and, and and when I looked her up, there was a line where she talks about um, she walked around the Al-Amari refugee camp in Ramallah and uh, she said, and I'm quoting, I began wondering about the sex life of couples living in such condensed spaces that afford them almost no privacy. So her paintings, I think, take upon like I think she speaks to the to lots of couples. And I think these stories are reflected uh, on her paintings where you'll see domestic spaces. So it'll be a bed or a sofa and you'll find kind of, I don't know, the uh, lingerie thrown in a corner or Viagra pills. So these were the paintings without any people. So it's really about spaces. But then one installation, which was a series of handkerchiefs hung on a wall with embroidery on it. And um, and the story there is it's called the it's called virginity handkerchiefs, if I remember correctly correctly and with these i think she gave out these handkerchiefs to men and women and told them to respond to the theme of virginity and um and again this is a very cultural reference to something specific to the region these virginity handkerchiefs and i don't know if i how much details i should go into what they actually you know do or stand for but the symbols on these handkerchiefs were quite telling so there were images of um you know kind of like uh embroidered red thread um, you know, money, and I know it was just very. Um, I know, it, I, I think it touched upon again the you know topics about sexual intimacy and how how do you represent that without it being offensive in this part of the world. And there's just something very poetic and quite touching seeing this work. And uh, and I think the idea is to sell them as a as a as as the entire selection. I don't think they were selling these handkerchiefs as individual pieces. And um, I know, so that was kind of I think the one work that really stood out for me. I had not heard of this artist before i wasn't familiar with her work and now yeah i kind of spent time looking at it to kind of know more about where she's coming from and what kind of work she's doing and how about you and what stood out for you yes uh, and as as i mentioned earlier i did uh, buy a, a piece so yes i liked something it was a young artist uh, she's about 26 her name is amba sayal bennett uh, she's indian british and one of the new, one of the new discoveries of carbon 12 and they stole her away and bought her to us introduce her to us here in the Emirates. So, and I think they're going to have a show with her in, in May, if I'm not mistaken. So her work was uh, beautiful. And again, it goes back into uh, 
kind of shapes, bring things down to their minimum, creating this kind of even Lego-esque type of blockage, but with the colors are bright. And, and it was a small work on paper, so it even reminded me of Rennebegum's earlier works on paper, where she does study uh, shapes, forms, and, uh, and, and structures. So uh, that's interesting, and hopefully if, if this girl um, uh, grows up to and, and her work develops further into Rena's, Rena's level, that would, that would be great. Um, and another piece, kind of, I, 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 that caught my eye, and usually the, their, their booth is quite always quite interesting in, 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 its, in its minimal and contemporary collection of artists, is our Frank Cunero, and uh, and they had they had pieces by Mario Garcia Torres, who uh, who is also uh, currently at the. Um, Charge, had the, currently has a piece at Charge of Biennial, and we can discuss that in, his, in, in that specific episode in a couple of weeks. Um, and his work, like, uh, like Dodson before him, had kind of... And the, the painting had, had was been whitewashed on the cover as nothing, and then you just see the reflection of the light coming from the side and then things written on it. And it's always interesting for, uh, for me when art works on the viewing of the art piece rather than the art piece itself kind of commenting on what art is and what everything else, at least from my from my uh, look of it so uh, it would definitely fit into my minimal dark kind of idea of work um, overall and this is something you and I had I guess uh, a bit in common is that uh, I was very kind of happily pleased with with uh, Athar Gallery's uh, booth this year um, uh, even even uh, to a lesser extent uh, uh, Dastan's basement, but they're, but they're growing and they're developing. But with Athar, and I've been we've been following their work for a few years now. Their artists are really growing with them uh, as a, as a gallery. Their work is it's starting to get its own unique uh, voice with with its 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 younger generation of artists. You know, so it's quite uh, refreshing to have these Saudi artists be professional, be serious, and develop uh, work uh, that keeps uh, up to its uh, previous level and even going beyond it. There were a couple of works there I liked. And uh, yeah, it just feels that some, uh, a lot more kind of sophisticated in terms of what art they're showing and the artists who they've been representing who obviously developed. And, and it's good to see development that, you know, goes to, you know, being better versus developing and being worse. So, um, so yeah, I mean, good for them. And uh, yeah, I mean, two pieces, they, they had like many artists in their stand, but the two pieces that stood out for me, one was by Ahmad uh, Matar, who I know, I know he usually can do no wrong. Like he's doing really well for himself and I'm quite happy. And, you know, with his focus on uh, Mecca and, you know, how he's documenting it. But he's also kind of creating very interesting work that's inspired by the place, right? So it's not just kind of your standard photos of Mecca and people of Mecca and how he's kind of evolving the, 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 the stories coming out of there or, or representing the, the evolving stories um, about that place. And what stood out for me, there was a series of... Um, like wood slide viewers that you had to peek in and inside were glass slides of images and I think some of them I don't know how much of them are archival photos because he's definitely kind of layered images so each one has like two kind of double imposed images in each one and um, again like uh, it looks into architecture it looks into people uh, but all about you know from from Saudi so uh, there was I don't know I can't remember exact numbers there maybe like 10 to 12 and you had to kind of peek in and look at the pictures and and that was kind of one installation and um and another piece was uh on a postcard rack and it was by an artist called Aya Haidar and it's called postcard selection uh sorry postcard collection and I think they're obviously old postcards whether she's bought them collected them sent to her I'm not too sure I didn't look into that but over these postcards you start seeing her touch on it and she's embroidered uh, patterns or like created 
you know maybe new characters and new things added to these uh these postcards and and what kind of looks kind of like um you know perfect postcard wish you were here type of narrative you know and most of them were um postcards from europe but she's also added um certain reminders and i think again trying to talk about you know things happening currently and so there's an interesting um kind of language going on between the actual the image of the original postcard and then her imprint on it which is embroidery whether it's through markings whether she's emphasizing certain parts of the postcard or creating something new on it uh, yes, as well as for me, it was two two actually different artists that I that I enjoyed uh, interacting uh, with their work and even with them uh, because Mohanad uh, Shono uh, was there uh, talking about his 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 new collection of work and and I was lucky enough to 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 acquire a small piece from him last year at uh, at um, Art Abu Dhabi and and this is his kind of his his, his new series but still fitting into. All of his his previous work, which uh, visually is always kind of ink, China ink on and charcoal on, on paper, but thematically it's about um, displacement, separation, kind of the anxiety of of of, of being uh, something being taken away, and, and and this one even more so than the others, it's a book uh, where you have all these kind of drawings that are that are there, but then it, he even created a a bo- a physical. A border in there that kind of stops them from from being together, and as well as the video piece he had, which uh, from from, my, from what I understood, all three, all all uh, at least three of the editions uh, were gone, uh, if not all of them, uh, and, and and that's wonderful to to have. Uh, well, wonderful for me because that's just make him better and my my piece better. But it, it's he's his work is is great and and him as an artist kind of trans, translates that really well. But then for me, my surprise, a little happiness, and which is why we talked about how they've been growing with the, with their artists. It was a very young artist, and by very young, I mean she's about twenty. Her name is Sara Abdo, and and I remember I kind of met her and had seen some of her drawings a few years ago when she was like seventeen or something. Um, and, and they really did take care of, of her and 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 and, and help her uh, come through beyond her typical uh, creature dreams kind of character that that she would uh, that she would draw into um, a a threefold uh, plinth and, and wood uh, and drawing kind of development of 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 her work going beyond just the visual but into also the idea of um, kind of being from from a place knowing uh, what you are as an immigrant and and, and how that how that goes so uh, so this is kind of uh, great uh, for them to have and develop so uh, yay author gallery cool so i mean it was good to see work that interested us engaged us and i'm sure it did that to a lot of people and yeah i guess that wraps up what you know the latest edition of art dubai yes yes another good one i think always all right, over the next few weeks, we're going to talk more about uh, the art season that uh, took place in Dubai, and, and we'll also talk about the Sharjah Biennial. And uh, yeah, so just please do come back and listen to uh, our experience at uh, art season in March in Dubai and across the UAE. And that's it for this episode. Remember to download us on iTunes. It's for free, as well as SoundCloud. Both are Tea with Culture, as well as our Tea with Culture at, at Twitter. And uh, you can communicate with us, give us comments, please, and interact. We're more than willing to, to listen. We'd love to hear your input as well. Thank you very much, and goodbye. <laughs>